all up and down. Now, in our audience tonight is one of the fine singing stars of Broadway, now starving, now starving. <laughs> We're going to start this uh, episode out with a nice sunny song from Donovan. I'm just mad about saffron. Now saffron's mad about me. I'm just mad about saffron. She's just mad about me. They call me mellow yellow. about that. Remember those underground comics back in the 60s? Uh, Young Lust? I mean, actually, that whole peace and love movement meant a lot of free love that always wasn't always that free. A lot of responsibility sometimes. Sometimes no responsibility and a lot of wondering for years and years afterwards. But that's what learning is about. And so we have to give that space to each one of us. And uh, I guess that's what, what the new coming dictatorship of the proletariat. You've heard that term, I, I presume. They don't use it very often at this point, although that's the Marxist, Leninist, Communist, Socialist outlook. The totalitarianism of the proletariat. We're seeing the beginnings of that because that's what the herd is demanding, that everybody conform. And they're all afraid of not conforming. And they're afraid of the outsider who doesn't conform. That's the dictator of the proletariat that's coming, the dictatorship of the poor, of the uh, leftists that want to be socialists. You know, the, the question is, what are they going to put in place of it? They got these great ideas to do exactly what? Because I haven't heard one of them talk about bioregionalism. Now, I've been talking about this for many, many years, but bioregionalism essentially is about a cellular organization rather than a hive. And it takes into consideration, at, at its simplest concept, that we all have a mountain or a lake that we live around, and people have different viewpoints of the point at which they live in that compass rose of the bioregion. And of course, each bioregion is back to back with all the other bioregions. 
So there has to be communication between these cells, just like a body, in order to maintain the true symbiotic relationship that we have with the earth. We're not parasites. We're part of life. Without us, there's a lot of things that die. With us, there's a lot of things that grow. Just as we grow, and as we lose things, we don't grow as well. When we mess things up, we don't quite have the same quality of life. However, if, if we look at the uh, dictatorship of the proletariat, the worker, who is the worker? I don't notice too many people working right now. And what kind of work are we talking about? Are we talking about simply serving food? Are we talking about giving books at the library? Are we talking about being able to buy gas or food? Pick up our mail? Where I live here, where it's raining, if you can hear the background, and it has been for quite a while. It's more like winter here in Hawaii. You know, I was paraphrasing to a friend the other day that, you know, the coldest winter I spent was winter, uh, was summer in Ocean View, Hawaii. Yeah, it's been, it's been weird. Um, on that level, you should know that we're at a solar minimum for uh, flares for two years. And so we do have a reduction in temperature. All of this stuff is so apparent that the climate changes, but it changes because of, of cosmic influences. We have a very small influence. What we do is we have a great influence on making messes. And we need to clean those up. Now, are the proletariats going to do it, or are they going to make somebody else work to do it? And how are they going to make people do that? What is the totalitarianism going to require? Think about it now, because we go back to the Republic of Plato, and it was an imperfect republic because it was rather fascist at places. But isn't that what's going to happen? That people will be told their class, their work, their worth by a government rather than the people themselves determining how much they have hope, how much they strive to find out new things, how much they strive to be better at what they do with their five fingers on each hand, with their brain, the buildings, the, the writings, the music. Is there going to be time for any of that? You see that this rush towards socialism has blinded everybody by the masks. People are becoming anonymous to each other. They never were, you know, a plastic people never could really relate one to another, but in the long run, we sort of had a workable situation. I'm sorry to say that at this point, you look at the, the whole system out there and the right and the left, they're really political religions, and people are going to go to war over them. And those wars are going to be used by those who would be our masters to keep us under control. And they'll pound one of them out of existence, or two or three, in order to uh, consolidate their power, because that's what it's really about, is power.
And if you look at the socialist regimes, you'll find that the person on top, whatever the organization, you could be the premier, you could be the head of, of a, of a uh, I don't know, a small group, looks to the one just under him and says, you're next in line, aren't you? And the fellow says, or the gal says, yeah, I'm right here for you. I, I'm learning everything. And the one in charge pulls out a gun and shoots them because they don't need anybody to be competition. Like Rockefeller, competition is a sin, particularly in communism. There's no benefit to competing. Once again, it's the outcast syndrome. Okay, so this whole business about wanting to be socialist really isn't going to work out too well. Now, what we could put in its place, of course, is this bioregionalism, because that gives us a smaller state, so to speak, that has more local control and interactive with other local control of the goods and, and, and bounties of the earth. And as a cellular organization, it allows for people to be global without being socialist. But you know the biggest thing about the world of, of either socialism or what people falsely call capitalism, but it's really corporationalism or corporate feudalism, well, the worst thing about it, well, think about it. What's the worst thing to you? Capitalism, corporatism, communism. It all leaves you out of the picture hating the other side. In bioregionalism, the bounties that we share with each other, the wonderful experiences that we can share with each other when we travel, and charity, welcoming foreigners to see the sights of where we live, but not to just take it from us, would be pretty interesting. I don't know if we can do it. I like the cellular idea of a political organization for globalism that I do a hive. A hive is a non-thinking binary system where it's off-on. You're good, you're bad. You're black, you're white. You're good, you're not good. Double plus good, double plus bad. It becomes insectoid politics, which are very violent. As much as the idolatry of material things that the other side, and you know which sides I'm talking about, obviously is getting them into a frenzy of, well, what should we say? They both feel they're right. They both feel like they're the most cogent, patriotic, socially aware, fair for everyone system. They both think that. And so I leave you with I don't know. Let's see what we can leave with here for a second. How about... Let's see what this is. Oh, there you go. Juniper, juniper,
Keep on like the propaganda. I can't get no. How can you get any satisfaction wearing a mask? All right, we're gonna start a little grapevine if y'all want. According to Anchor, I can have guests. If you have the Anchor app on your phone, I can interview you as a guest. So come on, let's uh, let's start having guests. You want to be on the Salvation Stomp podcast? Get yourself on Anchor, the app, and send me your information to salvationstomp at gmail.com, and we'll get you all hooked up. Maybe I can put a plug in for something I'm really enjoying here, Guitar Mastery Online. Guitar Mastery Method. Those cats are fun, and I'm learning some music theory, and wow. Maybe we can get some of them for guests, and we can all jam together. You could have told you 
maybe you just want to debate. I'm up for anything. Heard it through the grapevine. So we're going to call the interviews Heard It Through the Grapevine. Are you hip? Maybe we'll start a underground couch surf train. Remember now, we're starting to build a platform. A stage for the stomp. And this is part of it. I've got a little zoom happening out of Salvation Stomp. And we can have dance parties. I said that before though. Nobody's catching up quite yet. So I'm here dancing. Snapping my fingers. Yeah, so if we're echoing an eternity, what do we think about this concept of respect? I was told that it was a matter of respect, not public health. It was a matter of respect to wear a mask. Now, quite frankly, I can respect somebody's need to wear a mask. By all means, if you need to, wear a mask. But they meant respect by conformity that I should show that I am like them and wear a mask. And if I'm respecting you and your feeling that you need a mask, I demand that you respect me and my opinion that I don't need a mask. And that's part of what is going to echo into eternity because it's not a matter of respect. It's a matter of ignorance and wisdom. You can be afraid to live, or you can be afraid to die and never live. I'm not afraid to live, and I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid of people who want to conform to the point of making me die the way that they're going to die, that I have to die in fear of getting a virus, that I have to die in fear that somebody's going to cough on me. There have been less than a hundred people in all of Hawaii that have died. And still, if you come in to Hawaii, you got to have a two-week quarantine, unless, of course, you have a negative COVID test within 72 hours. But the COVID testing seems to be all positive now, doesn't it? They have so many new cases, but nobody's at the hospital. Do you know anybody? Does anybody really know anybody who really died of it? who wasn't already compromised by being overweight, perhaps, by being elderly, perhaps, by eating too much junk food and never bothering about eating vegetables or taking vitamins or listening to people who they consider just outcasts because everybody does not like them. Everybody hates a smartass. And so they can disregard somebody with lots of education and lots of experience and the compassion over a long period of time that actually breeds wisdom and so they want to fight and it became my lack of respect 
that nearly got my ass beat. And the Hawaiian said, you're lucky. You've got white hair. I was there. I was an integral part of the time. How about you? You gotta be free or do you have to have power over other people to make sure they're not free? Pay it forward. Sometimes just listening to them made the difference. How about that? You burn my house, I burn your house? Sounds like a bad, bad deal. Help you build your house, you help me build mine? Yeah, then we are free. You feed me, I'll feed you. You help me, I'll help you. Yes, and I'll even protect you. And I won't ask you to protect me. contemplate that for a little bit we all want to be free so why don't you let me be free and I'll let you be free I'll respect you if you respect me if I can have my opinion I'll stand for your opinion as your right but if you want to tell me what to believe and when to believe it and how high to jump I'll tell you what you came to the wrong person because not only will I not do that, but my gifts are so incredible that you'll never recover from what comes down on you for trying to take my freedom away. Oh yeah, got a little boogie woogie, cause I'm gonna tell you some story here. It starts when we got off the gold standard in 71.
When we went to paper money, now we're in an awful fix. What we're gonna do, I hear, is start our own little Fed coin. It's on the QT. Don't get yourself in a ruffle. It's gonna be so sweet. Overnight, your Federal Reserve notes be good for nothing but starting a fire here and there. It won't be legal tender once they say we don't make it anymore. Cause we're coining ourselves our own money overnight. Rich gonna be poor. At least if they don't get into something solid. What do you think? This was gonna last forever? Smart people gonna try to get over on each other. Who gonna win? Maybe nobody has to lose. Sounds like a bunny hop to me. So let's all hop down the road together. Let's you and me figure out a barter system outside of FedCoin. Gotta use the dollars up for something. Why not take a trip around the world right now? Have some fun, spread the virus of love. Oh, come on, you're not gonna be afraid to fall in love, are you? You're not gonna be afraid to do a little French kiss, are you? Oh my, don't tell me. Take your mask off. Ha-cha-cha, great, nice. You know, I think that he's the greatest master of ceremonies on television. Well, I think so, too, but you tell me why. Well, when most men introduce guest stars on their show, they try to get too familiar with them. But, but, but not at all. Oh, no. When he introduces them, he sounds like he never heard of them before. That's because Ed has got humility. Really? Well, you'd never know it to look at him. It looks fine.